You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee-ish, a little bit. Charlie and I are staying up late. It's around midnight hour right now. Talking about Mississippi State and LSU. We just got off the radio for the fifth quarter show. No amount of sleep that I have tonight, Charlie, will change the way that I feel about this. <laughs> well, that's normally the thing that we do is we always say, let's give it some time because with a night's sleep, we'll come in, we'll be a little calmer on the next day. Maybe be a little more analytical. But you know what? I just felt like this is a day you just kind of go rip the Band-Aid off and, and get after it. Absolutely. And I'm a late-night coffee drinker anyway. Caffeine really doesn't affect me a whole lot. I'm the same way. Coffee does not – I can drink no. coffee and go straight to bed. Absolutely. doesn't bother me at all. And that's the great thing about Strange Brew Coffee. They don't even have to be open for you to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee. We've got the pods here at the studios – and or hey, you've actually got some of the some of the good stuff back there we could mix up. But we just went with the pod since it's a late night. And so you've got your tall boy of strange brew. And I'm having to drink just straight strange brew coffee tonight, this morning, whenever it is. I don't have my blueberry cobbler. I needed some Baileys. So I, <laughs> so I feel a little off right now. But anyway, I'm enjoying a good cup of strange brew coffee. Strange brew, three locations, two here in Starville, one on University Drive. That's the one I usually go to on Sunday mornings. And then the Spring Street and the original on Highway 12 used to be Woody's, Strange Brew location there. And they've got Churn and Spoon ice cream there as well. Perfect place for a Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock to go get you a big old scoop of ice cream, big old waffle cone. That's a great place to go get it. Sometimes you have to eat through your depression. Sometimes you have to eat the whole thing when it comes to ice cream when you're depressed. I'm not saying, I'm, yeah, I'm close to being depressed. Then you've got the location of Tupelo as well. So that's the third location of Strange Brew. It's a Brupolo. And so go by and see our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. They'll ship it to you. They'll ship the pods. We didn't have to have the pods shipped to the uh, to the studios. We just went by and picked them up. So anyway, Strange Brew Coffee. All right, Charlie, looking back at this one, and uh, talking about how kind of some raw emotion, and we talk so many times about it. it's not about being emotional, it's about getting down to the facts. And one of the facts that we just talked about on the postgame show was the yardages in the second half. And this game was a completely different game in the second half than it was in the first half. And in particular, the fourth quarter. Yes. It, it, was, it was a lopsided fourth quarter, but... I think I said this earlier tonight, and I stand by it. Um, this one hurts, and I know you want to get to numbers. Your your motto has always been, when things go bad, let's get factual. But I, I got some stuff on my heart that I just need to get off. Go ahead. It's right. Sunday. And so here I go. Number one, I'm glad we're doing this tonight because I'm probably going to mass twice tomorrow, maybe mixing in some confession. I don't know what I've done. I don't know what I did. I don't know what those in my bloodlines might have done, but it is obvious that I've, we have taken a misstep and I need to atone. Well, now here's the thing, Charlie. Doing this tonight 
may lead to another mistake for me is because I think I'm probably going to get up first thing in the morning and drive to New Orleans and place my well-being in the hands of Jameis Winston and how the Saints play against Tom Brady tomorrow. Yeah, well, I can't help you there. <laughs> um, so here's my thing. It is tough to win against LSU. It's tough to get a win in Baton Rouge. And when they're down and when you're up, you need to take advantage. And for 28 minutes tonight, 27 minutes and 45 seconds, I felt like that's what we were going to do. I knew we were leaving some things out there. You'd miss the extra point, which just kind of throws everything off. You'd drop some balls. You'd fail to convert. But you were winning 13 to nothing. And what I said was, we were the better team. We are the better team. LSU's not good. That's a six, seven win team, maybe. They're not good, okay? The quarterback, Daniels, can do one thing. Run the football. One thing. And if that guy beats you with his arm, then you just lose. But he's not going to beat many people with his arm. And so it's frustrating. And we knew that coming into the ball game. Is it probably a good time then, now that you say that? I've, I've been itching to talk about our numbers just for that reason. Should we go through our numbers? Well, I mean, you talk about raw emotion, and I think four weeks from now, seven weeks from now, and 38 weeks from now, we're going to look back to tonight and say, man, we should have beaten LSU. I think at the end of the year, I mean, I think – now, first of all, the I've talked to a couple people on the drive over to the studio, and I saw some tweets tonight from LSU beat writers, and I've talked to a couple LSU people tonight. They said – they felt like tonight was the best defensively they've played in a long time. I hope so. Yeah. And I thought and I think we match up I think they match up with our style very well. They're very good at safety. I thought Ward was absolutely phenomenal. He was all over the field. They moved him to nickelback. He's you talked about the guy we talked about. You talked about him in the Friday deep dig. And he was he was at the line of scrimmage taking away screens. We talked about how good they are on the edge, and it wasn't Allie Gay. Hey, here's the numbers on Ward, by the way. 11 total tackles, one and a half for loss, an interception, a pass breakup. And so you say, how did he do moving to the nickel? Hmm. Well, and normally on um, on Sunday coffee, we, we break out the, the numbers and, and start talking about the areas of the field that we were successful or deficient in. And we've talked about this team coming in, about the first two games, about how good we have been in the middle of the field. And I, I haven't really looked at the numbers, but tonight it just kind of felt like that was the lacking area, was between the numbers. We didn't have a whole lot of success in our offense throwing the football in between the numbers. Ra-Ra made some good catches on the outside, outside the numbers. Uh, Ducking made a couple catches outside the numbers. But in between the numbers, I thought LSU – kind of took advantage of that in the secondary. So, I look. I think we're just going to look at this game and say, man, I wish we'd have had that one back. But I think LSU is also a team that's going to struggle with teams that like to run the football. They're going to struggle with Alabama. They're going to, they're going to struggle with teams that like to be physical. We're not a physical up-front football team. If you run right at them, I think you're going to have success. But trying to, you know, trying to throw a, an air raid offense, I think that kind of fits into what they do. Their athleticism came into play. We're still a better football team, and ultimately you yep. can say it matches up, but 
if if our offense doesn't work against specific teams, then we got then we have a bad offense. Yeah. Well, in the second half, we we did not have a good offense. Okay. Let's look at look at numbers before we're about to get emotional. Okay. I'm about to get emotional. Let's get factual. All right. Looking at the numbers that we talked about in our Tracks Plus Deep Dig on Friday, and Tracks Plus, of course, now with five locations, Tracks Plus for the original location in Hickory, Mississippi. They've got the used equipment, the new equipment. You can rent equipment. Tracks Plus is a growing company right now and great service. They've got a big service center down in, in Hickory. If, if something goes awry, start with Columbus, Hickory, Mississippi, then in Summit, Mississippi, Alexandria, Louisiana, and now in Bessemer, Alabama, the five locations at Tracks Plus. Saney excavators and mini excavators can rent those as well, and the Barco equipment for the Forester. Uh, Charlie, the first number I talked about was 34. I felt like we needed the football for 34 minutes in the game, and the reason I said that is I was like, hey, we just need to we need to make sure that LSU doesn't stay on the field. We don't need to wear our defense down. And looking at the game, man, we just we couldn't get off the field. And LSU in the second half did a great job. The first eight third downs, they were 0 for 8 in third down conversions. And then what happened? And then, Miss Lincoln, they went 6 for 7 the rest of the way out. LSU had the football for 32 minutes and 42 seconds. We had it for 27-18. We couldn't stay on the field. We were only 3 of 14 in third down conversions, 1 of 4 in fourth down conversions. They end up 6 of 15 in third downs. And the one third down they didn't get. Yeah, they went for it and got it. They got it on fourth down. So everything was holding to script through three quarters in the sense that we had held the ball two minutes more than they had. Fourth quarter, they have it 11 minutes and 20 seconds out of the 15. Just wore us down, man. Just completely wore us down. All right, so 34 was your number. And I know we'll get into the numbers that we had together that we both kind of nailed. 75 was my number. And I thought LSU would come in needing to run the football with someone other than the quarterback, Daniels. I said we had to hold that cast of characters under 75 yards. We didn't. Goodwin himself went for 75. Emory added 32. Williams added seven. So, yeah, that that didn't work out there. No, and, and you know, Goodwin had the big run at the end, the 47-yard run. And that uh, – we, we kind of came close to that. You know, take away that touchdown. And yeah, so, other than the uh, one that iced it, you yeah, mean? Other, oh, okay. th- other than the one that drove in the dagger. <laughs> okay, yeah, other than um, that one. We were okay. The two numbers that we chose not together – that we were kind of on the same wavelength with. One was penalties. We actually did a pretty good job in penalties, but whoa, 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 whoa. time out. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I've got a okay. big yeah, asterisk. I should here. let you finish your. Sentence. I have a big asterisk here. If we had known on Friday that we're gonna eat the flags in our back pocket and we ain't calling holding for nothing other than a kickoff that's busted free, I mean, hey, I'm just saying LSU on the edges holding all night. Now, we probably got away from some holes as well. But at the time, we didn't know that they pretty much decided in the officials' locker room before the ball game, boys, we ain't called and holding tonight on nobody, all right? Well, and you start to look at the penalty yardage. That's the most misleading stat it is in football because we would have had the football at the LSU 12, Instead, we get it at our own 17. 
and they call the penalty a a ten yard penalty. That's not a ten yard penalty. That's a seventy yard penalty. Yeah, that uh, was much bigger. So, all told, though, I thought the that that stat didn't prove to be a vital stat. Is that fair? It's it's very fair. Now the other number we both hit on though was three, hmm. and underline bold italics. We were worried this would be the difference in the game. We talked about on the pregame show. This to me. And I know we're going to talk about our key plays. We're going to talk about turning points. To me, key to the game, we got beat. We let a quarterback beat us with his legs. And we said that uh, Jaden Daniels could not run for 10-plus yards more than three times. Mm. Yeah. Well, so here's what he did. If you look in the ball game, LSU had six rushes over 10 yards in the game. He had the first five. Mm. Uh, the last was the one that – that Goodwin had. So he had a scramble for 13, a scramble for 13, a scramble for 15, and see a scramble for 10, and then he had a, a rush for 20. But the point of that being these weren't just like design. He wasn't running the option. These weren't keepers. It was looking to throw. It was a called pass. We don't get home. We don't get contained. And the one thing that looked funny to me, and I, and I know – I know Just what you're about to say. Because it's the guy chasing them doesn't mean that was the guy spying them. Were we spying with down tackles? Well, it kind of looked like it at times. <laughs> I will say this: I never thought that there was a time in this ball game where our spy was fast enough. Yeah, and he had good speed, and that's the way he beat us. And so those the uh, the numbers we looked at on Friday. Of course, oh, and by you, the way, I threw in two more that I made up on the spot. Oh yeah, and you were being a smart aleck, and it came to fruition. Yeah, I just or so Stansberry would say, it came to tuition. Yeah, came to our <laughs> freshmen's. Um, I said uh, no missed extra points, mm. and uh, I don't know if that's kicker or holder. I really don't. Yeah, I'm not going to knock on anybody because I don't know. I hadn't seen it. It's easy. It's easy to to take the shot at the kicker. I don't know. I don't know about the hold. I don't know about the snap. I haven't looked at it yet, and I can be convinced either way with video evidence. Okay, your other number was one on turnovers, and we had two, so we missed there. So all of the things that we had kind of lined up came back to came back to be a problem. All right, let's look at five big plays. We used to do this on the Monday cool down back when we used to do that show. We would talk about five big plays, or you would talk about five about big that, plays. about that, we used to need two days to calm down to be able to do this show. Yeah, it took 48 hours. The first show we did was after a Kentucky loss, wasn't it? With Joe, it sure Joe's was. first year, we did a Monday show, and we needed all 48 hours to cool down. All right, five big plays that may not have been, may it be obscure plays. All right, I'm going to go late second quarter. Late in the second quarter, we have just high pointed a ball in the end zone, and Charlie, we got a 13 nothing lead on the road in Baton Rouge with 2.14 to go in the second quarter. And I'm sitting there going, you know what, I almost sent a tweet out. Almost. I, it's easy to go back now, hindsight 2020. But I almost typed it out. These next two minutes may be the biggest minutes in the ball game. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. Second down and two from the LSU 33. They just thrown a pass for eight yards, so second down and two from the 33. And Jaden Daniels got loose for 13 yards to the 46. If you tackled him at the line of scrimmage or if he throws an incomplete pass, 
It's third down and two. If you hit him, they probably don't take a timeout if you stop him short of the first down. But them going from the 33 to the 46 with just under two minutes to go in the half, it's game on. They understand they got a chance to score. It's a completely different mindset calling plays when you get out to around midfield. And when they got the the first and 10 from the 46, it was almost like the switch flipped on for the Tiger offense. All right, so let's think this through. So it's second and two. They're at their own 33. We're, what, about two minutes to go in the half at that point? Yeah, less than two minutes to go in the half. If if he throws incomplete there, the clock stops. Because he would drop the throw. Let's say we force the incomplete. Obviously, he'd love to get there and get a sack. But let's say he throws incomplete. We just don't let him run the ball. Now it's third and two. They're at their own 33. There's about two minutes to go. I'm not entirely sure they're not just kind of running the football in a handoff there. Trying to get out of the half. Just trying to get out of the half without having to kick it back to us. Yeah, and then when they get out to midfield, then it's, you know, like I said, it's game on. All right, so, yeah, that's uh, – That's I, my first – that's my first of five big plays to be. All right, so let me give you one. Um, ensuing drive, we actually got the ball back. In my head – they scored and we went to the locker room, but that's that's not right. What actually happened was there was, what, about 45 seconds left, 46 seconds, I think it was, and we've got some timeouts. Plenty of time for the air raid offense. All right, so we get the touchback and we get the ball to our 25, and I thought it was a big play going complete to ducking for 16. He gets out to the 41, gets out of bounds, clock stops. Then Gay jumps off sides, and now we're sitting here with about 40 seconds to go, we've got the ball at our own 46, first down and five. And I think we thought we were going to catch them dropping into coverage. We give it to Marks. He runs to the right. And, you know, they made a big deal in Baton Rouge about Baskerville playing because he was faster, thought he would match up better with us. Yeah. He, he wasn't touched. He comes from the right side of their defense, left side as you look at our offense makes the play on Marks, stops him for a gain of three. If if you just get in his way, if something happens there, Marks has got some room. A lot of room. A lot of room. Yeah, that guy came all the way across the field, and that speed showed off right there. And we have to take the timeout, 35 seconds. Then we go um, incomplete on a hurry, incomplete on a drop, and then we have to punt the ball away. So I thought it would have been big to go down and try to kick a field goal there, and we just – Again, kind of uh, – well, well, LSU made a play, and then we hurt ourselves. So that's the second of our five big plays. Did I go next, or you got the next one? Um, I think I'm going to take the next one. Um, opening drive, second half. I thought it was going to be important for us. The, the good news for us was we were getting the football back in the second half. We got it first. We, I thought it was important to put something together in that first drive of the third quarter, getting the football. And we come out and go complete for 11 to Wally, who was just absent in the first half. I mean, I don't remember seeing Wally anywhere but the sidelines. Do you? Not Austin Williams either. Um, then we have a drop by ducking on first and 10, but we go complete to Dylan Johnson. And so here to me is the play. We picked up one first down. We've got it at the 44, third down and two, trying to keep the drive alive 
And and I'm not picking on the guy because he made a great catch, but Ra Ra Thomas drops a pass there. He had two drops tonight. If you pick up that first down right there and you keep the drive going, are things different? You're up 13-7 right there. If you go down and score, how is it different? Yeah, that's the thing is LSU had the momentum going into halftime. You can kind of recapture that momentum. And the pass was right there on his hip. I mean, he was. it was almost like he picked his head up to look across on a crossing route. He had enough for the first down and dropped it. I thought that was big. I think my big play – I guess it would be the fourth big play would be on the first LSU drive. And so we have the drop, and then LSU's got the ball second down and seven from the 30, and we talked the, about penalties and about big penalties. Jaden Daniels, he, he gets to Malik Neighbors 17 yards, and they get it up, you know, a 17-yard pass play from the 30 to the 47, and then we got a face mask. And so LSU went from on one play from the 30, their 30, to our 38. And then all of a sudden, boom, they got the momentum again. And they drive down. They get a field goal. They get it back to 13-10. But it was just, to me, it felt like that penalty was really big because it flipped the field completely from their, you know, from their 30 to our 38. All right. So the fifth one, and I want to cheat a little bit. Okay. Uh, I actually have a cluster of plays. <laughs> Uh, because they're all very similar. Um, we come back. Remember, LSU scores early in the fourth quarter, and they've taken that 17-16 lead. We come out, go three and out, unable to pick up the first down. And here, here was the, the thing for me. We talked about how LSU had been completely futile on third down, and that next drive that ends in a touchdown that puts it away, here's what we have. Third down and six from their 19. 10-yard pass to the right, complete to Malik Neighbors. Out at the 38, third down and one. So the second third down on the drive. Pass to the right, complete for 10 yards to Malik Neighbors. Are you detecting a theme here? Mm. Next third down at our 45, pass to the left, complete for four yards to Malik Neighbors. You face three third downs on the drive. All of them, through at least your first three downs, you actually end up facing another, and they go for it on fourth. But it was all neighbors. That cluster for me. Oh, and by the way, so I hit those three. Later, the fourth down play when they have to convert. Um, they throw a fade route on fourth and three. Yeah, complete for 27 yards. The t- LSU is the team that converts the fade route on fourth down and three. And again, to Malik Neighbors. And so what I go to is they had possession plays in that drive, and they did the same thing every time. So I get it, they're different plays, but to me, that cluster becomes none of them were scoring plays, but they all were hugely instrumental in, in putting this one away. And that name is familiar, Malik Neighbors. Yeah, so, you know, we talk about, well, you know, it's just recruiting. We want guys that want to be here. Well, Okay, if you're going to go with a cluster, I'm going to finish this up with a cluster. I mean, a cluster of plays. I mean, I mean, I can go into a bunch of clusters that happened. Even though there were a lot of people who were saying the dagger was done after they scored the touchdown and Josh Williams rushed up the middle for seven yards and the touchdown, they went ahead 24-16. to 16. And a lot of people were saying that was a dagger. We're done. I thought, hey, you're down eight points, and this is the air raid offense. You, you're still in the ball game. You're still in the, it's a one score, and I know, I know, it's still a one score ball game. But we start that next drive after LSU has taken the twenty four sixteen lead, 
and we have a another drop, another drop, and then a quarterback hurry, Ojalari. He was in our backfield all night long. So drop, drop, hurry, and then we have to punt the football away. LSU scores on the ensuing drive, and then the game is over. Then the dagger is inserted to whatever body part you want to pick. So I think at that cluster, too, two drops and another hurry, That's that, I guess you add the six. That's their six big plays or whatever that, 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 that happened in the game. Yeah, so all right, let me ask you this. What's the turning point? What what was the turning point in this ball game? What was the, what what was the you know we talk about winning time and um, you know what's what's the moment you know so and I tell you where that comes from you know we talk about when you use your closer in baseball some people think you use your closer in the ninth but sometimes you're going to win or lose the game in the fourth inning do you put your best guy on the mound so the theory becomes just because it's late doesn't mean that's when you want it when did we lose this game can I overthink it a little bit I know a lot of people are going to say when we fumbled. The, the punt. The punt. I think some people are going to you know, say the, the touchdown right before the end of the half. I'm going to overthink this a little bit. I'm going to say when we didn't score early on in some of these drives, when we had the momentum to kind of build out a lead in the first half. Am I overthinking this? No. I. Th- so let's look at that. Our drives. Opening drive of the ball game, we start our own 13. We go score. Nine plays, 87. Then we get the ball at the LSU 49 to start our second drive. Four plays for eight yards. Then we get it back at our 20, four plays for nine yards. At our 29, six plays, 20 yards. And then the one that kind of hurt me, we got it at the 41. Early in the second quarter, six plays, negative two yards. Obviously, there was a sack in there. I think – is the idea then you're saying that? Yeah, I'm just saying we went uh, we went with some futility after that initial touchdown. We had a really good first drive, and then we just couldn't move the football at all. Couldn't do anything with the football. I thought that was a turning point because you just couldn't add to anything to give yourself. Hey, let me tell you this now. You know, it's 13 to nothing, and then they drive down and make it 13-7 to half, whatever it was. I mean, if it's if it's 24 to nothing, then the game's over, and, you know, Tiger Stadium is, is turning into, you know, the Boo Birds. Because it's almost like they wanted to turn. And we kind of let them – we let that crowd in the game. So, how about this? LSU's drives, look at number of plays before they score the touchdown. Seven. Three, three, two, three, five. They had not had a drive. They had their opening drive. They go seven plays, 26 yards. Yards gained, look at it that way, after that 26-yard opening drive where they have to punt the football. Five, four, zero, eight, fourteen. I mean, we were dominating them defensively. They were doing nothing. And then seven plays, 75 yards so, it's it's almost like I think you'd say it's the failure to put that away. Isn't that it? Yes. You know, think about this. They had 145 yards in the first half. They had 75 of them on that one drive. I mean, that tells you until that point we had control the line of scrimmage. And if if you if you just put on a couple of more right there, yeah, different game. I can go with that. Look, I mean, there will obviously be some that are. Look, 
the fumble mattered. It was huge, right? You give them the ball on the nine-yard line. Now, let me play the other side of this, okay? If I were trying to argue that that wasn't the turning point, I'm getting on Team Bart here. Um, what gave anybody any hope that we were about to go drive the football and flip the field? Yeah, well, true. I mean, you know, odds are pretty good. You're just about to punt it right back to them, and they got to take it in from the 50 instead of the nine. I get, I'm not trying to be terribly negative, but I'm just saying you never know how these things are going to play out, right? No, you don't. You don't. And, I th- you know, you look at um, you look at that, and I think you look at the second half. We were 11 for 23 throwing the football for 106 yards. And a lot of that's hurries. We'll miss some, some guys. We had some drops. But in this style of offense, throwing for less than 50% in a half at winning time. I mean, that was winning time. And so you, you start to look at it, and the, I'm always interested in the number of times you target a receiver and the number of times they make a catch. Now, that isn't necessarily on the receiver, right? It could be quarterback, it could be blocking, you name it. Um, but here's the ones that jump out to me. Ra-Ra Thomas targeted eight, caught four. Caleb Ducking targeted eight, caught four. Rufus Harvey, and this is a guy that's not running deep routes, Targeted eight, caught three. That that's ooh, that's kind of tough to me. Yeah, it is. And those turning points brought to you by our good friends at Cannon Ford of Startwell. Cannon Ford on Highway 182, just east of Startwell. If you're in the market for a new or used car, the Fords, the Ford F-150s, the official truck of the Bulldogs, Ford F-150. That's what I drive. And so if you're looking for a new vehicle, want to buy, purchase a new vehicle, want to order one, get it in before the end of the new year uh, or end of the year, you better call them in a hurry. And, of course, they're getting more vehicles and more vehicles in right now. The car shortage is hopefully we're on the backside of that, but they're leaving the yard as soon as they come in. But if, if you actually need an oil change, if you need to service an old vehicle, go to the service center there. they got great customer service, the body shop, if you have a, a fender bender. And so our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starville. All right, Charlie, um, looking at the numbers, uh, still, like I said, we could have taken 48 hours, and I'm still going to feel the same way. I still feel like this is a game that – we could have won, and we could have gone down there and taken care of business. Well, you're going to see the Saints tomorrow. I always think of Jim Moore. Could have, should have, would have. Playoffs. Yeah, we, of course, that was the Colts. Could have, should have, would have. Um, when you – right, so let's talk about where we go. Um, where is this team, uh, I think, is, is the question that a lot of people are asking. I never – I'll be honest, I never thought this was going to be a team that was going to win 10 regular season games. That's as that, how few times have we done that in our history? First of all, um, second, um, you know, I was uh, talking to some people on the way over here, and you know, it's like, well, the only two wins we have left are Bowling Green and maybe Auburn. This is a four-win team. I don't think that's consistent with the Mike Leach experience, just historically. Uh, what I'm meaning is, I think it's very dangerous to try to take too much out of one game good or bad, and impose that upon future games with him. No, and I think the next three weeks are so big. You've got Bowling Green next week. They beat Marshall earlier today in overtime. Then you've got, uh, you know, A&M and Arkansas, both, you know, beatable football teams. You know, A&M did what they did last week. Then you've got, you know, Arkansas, who just squeaked one out against Missouri State. 
And so the next three weeks, you got three home games in a row. And so that's going to tell a lot about this season. And so am I ready to give up on this team? No. I mean, is, no, is, no, is this, no. the, is this the, the dagger to the season? Is it ready to, you know, hey, we've put up the footballs and turn off the lights? No, not at all. I think the team can, you know, we said this would be a turning point game early in the year, early in the, the tenure of Brian Kelly, and we felt like we had a chance against LSU. And we and I hate to be this way, but I still feel like we're better. Maybe I'm just being foolish. We're they, better in certain areas. Uh, and they've got good athletes. That's the most athletic team we played. We, we got just, beat up on the offensive line tonight. Oh yeah, that, that was the one thing on the post game show tonight because we added in the, the the offensive lineman of the game, and you throw it to me, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to have like one of those Jack Crystal drive home to Tupelo moments, but I mean, what are you going to say? It's like the Tallest building in Midland, Odessa. You know, it's uh, there just isn't much to say there. I thought a couple times when Will was hit, we were setting up a screen, but we weren't. That that's that's how big of a jailbreak it was a few times in there. But uh, but anyway, hey, uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us, Charlie. Any closing thoughts before we head to the hill? Yeah, I'd say this: you win the next three, and you feel pretty good. Um. But it's not out of the question that we're sitting here, you know, scratching our heads in a couple of weeks either. I think it is, number one, I will say this. I'm not a fighting Texas Aggie kind of guy. All right? I'm not a big midnight yell kind of guy. You're not an overall guy? I get guy. it. They've got, no, you know, howdy and all that stuff. I get it that they've got a top 20 team coming in, but I give them credit. They, they lost a bad one last week. They filled the stadium. We're not going to fill the stadium next week. I don't mean to even suggest that. But, man, we only get a chance to do this so many times a year. I hope we can get people in the stadium. I hope we go ahead and get a convincing win. And I hope we have an interesting game where we're sitting here 3-1, and one, mad that we let one get away from us that we should have won. But all of a sudden you win that game, you feel a little better. You figure out a way to beat Arkansas. You know, if you're 5-1, and one, would you have taken that when the season started? Yeah, yeah of course. Absolutely. Um, well, but we're not there yet. I've got nothing constructive that could come out of my mouth anymore. <laughs> Appreciate you joining us. Thanks to our good friends at Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here on a late night tonight. Farm Bureau, agents all across the state of Mississippi. Tremendous customer service, home life, auto, whatever whatever you're in the market for. Go by and see our friends at Farm Bureau. Once again, our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. Late night coffee tonight. Uh, we're not uh, not waiting till first thing Sunday morning. We're up here late night, burning the midnight oil with the big old pot of coffee. Actually, I've got the pods. And so, anyway, Cannon Ford of Startwell. Our good friends at Trax Plus, Trax Plus now with five locations, three in the state of Mississippi, then in Alexandria, Louisiana, and Bessemer, Alabama. And then our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. Bank First. So for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.